everybody welcome to Wednesday night service how we doing tonight are you awake are you alive are you ready to hear the word of God tonight amen well we are bringing the word to you because we are high desert word center and that is what we center and focus on and I'm excited because tonight uh, we're going to be teaching some more on the subject of healing and health for your body and uh, you may be like, well, hey, I, I'm not sick. I don't need that. Hey, the best time to learn and build your faith on healing is when you're not even sick. Because when sickness tries to come, you're like, hey, I know how to handle this already. I've got the word of God. Amen. Well, praise God. My parents are flying back in tonight to Las Vegas. So uh, Josh and Julie are picking them up. So none of them are here tonight. But they'll all be here on Sunday. And they're super excited to see everybody. Amen. Well, we're going to go ahead and speak some words of faith over over the United States of America. Can we stand up together tonight? Praise the Lord. Who knows that America is coming to Jesus? Amen. That's not what I see. Have you been watching the news? No, but I've been watching the Bible. Amen. And I know that I walk by faith, not by sight. And I choose to say and believe that we are going to see revival and awakening and a great turnaround. Let's say this together. 
Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and in unity. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise tonight. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated. All right. Let's go over a few quick announcements here uh, before we move forward. Uh, How many men do I have in the house? Yes, I felt it that time. Yeah, I felt it. Uh, listen, our men's meeting is going to be Saturday, September 4th at 9 a.m. Now, uh, here's the deal. Robert feels so bad for missing the last men's meeting. We were forced to eat donuts from Walmart, and that's okay. We forgive him because that's what we do. But because of that, he has promised a sausage smorgasbord for the men. Amen. We're going to have a sausage fest and we're going to have the full spread. I can't even go into all of it right now because I might cry. I might break into song because it sounds that incredible. But anyway, men, be there Saturday the 4th, 9 a.m. All right. And then um, so Labor Day weekend is going to be September the 5th. We will have no p.m. service that night. So uh, mark that on your calendar. No p.m. service that night. September the 10th. Ladies, are there any ladies in the house? Yeah. Praise God. All right. Well, you're here. You're a little louder than the man. I don't know about this, guys. Come on. Are the fellows in the house? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are the ladies in the house? All right. Hey, I don't want none of that. That's too much for me. Okay. Ladies, September 10th is the women's meeting. That's a Friday night, 630. And it's the fall kickoff to the women's ministry, bring an Italian dish to share, and it's going to be awesome. That same weekend, September 12th, our missionaries from Peru and Honduras are going to be here. Ron and Annette Thiessen, don't miss them. They are the real deal missionaries. They'll be here September 12th, morning and night. Don't miss it. Another announcement, Financial Peace University is going to start on Monday, September 13th. It's going to be on Mondays this time. Child care is available. And you can register online at hdwc.org slash fpu. The registration is all online, but you got to do that. And then finally... Um, baptisms are coming up again on Sunday, September 19th. And so if you've never been baptized, you need to get baptized, all right? Jesus said that you need to be baptized. Jesus himself got baptized. So that tells you there's a lot of importance to it, amen? Now, a lot of people, maybe they got baptized as a child or or christened or sprinkled and they don't even remember it. And so I'm saying, hey, now that you have made your own decision for Jesus, I would recommend go ahead and getting baptized again, all right? But anyway... Praise the Lord. That's what's going on. And also, I don't have a date on this, but uh, we are going to be doing membership class. 
probably towards the end of September or early October. We got a lot of new people that want to become members. It's a one day, three hour class and I teach it and it's, it's super fun. Most people say it's the best membership class on Soap Mine Road, this section of Barstow. So if you, I mean, there's no better membership class in this part of town, all right? There's some better ones on the other part, of it, but not right here, amen. So praise God. I'm kidding, but you should sign up for membership class, all right? Praise the Lord. Well, who knows what time it is now? It is happy time, and we are excited because God loves a cheerful giver. If you need an envelope, raise your hand, and the ushers will give you one. Amen. If you're giving online, you can go to hdwc.org slash giving. We're going to look tonight at Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. Amen. Can we get some excitement for God's word up in the house tonight? That's cool. You know, you don't have to, but all right. Matthew 25. Jose, you better tell these people, hey, come on. Matthew chapter 25. And I'm going to look here at verse 29 in the NLT. Matthew 25 and verse 29 in the NLT. Now, hey, I know a lot of people that are like, man, God, if you just give me more, just give me, give me, give me, then I will finally tithe. If you'll just give me, give me more, then I'll finally support the missionaries. I'll help the Red Cross. I'll help the homeless. If you'll just give me more. And the truth is, if you don't handle well the little bit you have now, God is not just going to dump a surplus into your life. If you can't manage $10, why would God give you a million? Telling you, listen, you need to be faithful with the little bit you've got right now. And so here's a story in Matthew 25 of a man. He gives three of his different employees or servants different amounts of money. One guy invests it and gets ten times back, right? Another guy invests it and doubles it. And the third guy's like, well, I didn't do anything. I just dug a hole and hid it in the ground. And at least I didn't lose anything, but I certainly didn't gain anything or do anything responsible with it either. And he thinks that the master's going to be pleased with him. And he says, hey, I'm not pleased with that. And so he takes it away and gives it to the person that actually did something with it. And so look at this, Matthew 25, verse 29, Jesus says, To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. And so you may be like, well, hey, I don't have thousands of dollars laying around. God's not asking for that. He's just saying, hey, what little bit do you do have? Can you be faithful with that? Can you be faithful with a dollar? Can you be faithful with $10? If you can do the right thing with that, God can bring more into your life. But you don't want to ask for God to give you tons and tons if you are not even handling and being obedient with the little bit you have now. Amen. So handle what you've got good. Tithe on it. Give. Do what God says. And He will bring more into your life. Can I get an amen tonight? Let's stand up together. We're going to speak some words of faith over our tithes and our offerings because that's what we do. We speak words of faith. Amen. Let's say this together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go. All right. Let's all stand.
Let's raise our hands for a minute tonight. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you said we can come into your presence anytime. You invite us into your presence, Lord. You said we could come boldly under the throne of grace and receive mercy and favor and help anytime we need it. And so, God, we come into your presence tonight, into your throne room, and we ask you to have your way tonight in the name of Jesus. I pray you speak to every single person here, Lord, and build us up, build our faith up. We thank you, Lord, that we're getting stronger and stronger as we hear your word tonight, and your word will have free course to do everything you need it to do. We love you, and we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, can somebody say amen tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, who is glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. I'm like King David. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And that's what we're doing tonight. Praise the Lord. Well, I don't have much time to beat around the bush because I'm I'm telling you, I'm going to try to fit like a college level healing class into 40 minutes. All right. Who thinks I can do it? You've got more faith than I've got. You guys are good. Come on. <laughs> no, we're going to do this. But, you know, it, it's very important to me that we teach on healing right now, not just because there's different people needing to receive healing, because there's always people needing to receive healing. Um, I believe very, very very, 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 very strongly that Jesus is the healer and that if he healed people 2,000 years ago, that he still heals people today because Jesus didn't change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, I believe in the New Testament that that is part of the price that Jesus paid. He was beaten for our transgressions. He was wounded for our iniquities, and by his stripes, we were healed. And so with the, the wounds and the stripes that Jesus took on his back, healing was paid for. So last week, we laid a little bit of a foundation in here. The title was called Faith for Healing. And tonight, go ahead and put this up there, Blake. The title is Bible Ways to Receive Healing. Because first of all, we covered this last week, you have to know that it is God's will for you to be healed. God is not only able to heal you, who knows that God is able to heal you, right? Nothing is impossible with God. So you, you should at least acknowledge that fact. But not only is God able to heal you, God is willing to heal you. Third John 2 says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And we got dozens of other verses, but I don't have time for that. As I was getting ready to walk up here, I opened my Bible and this book fell out because I've been reading it every day. It's from Kenneth E. Hagen called How to Keep Your Healing. It's like a dollar or two dollars back in the bookstore. And I encourage you to go get that. We've got a lot of books like this. But uh, what I, my point of that is this, is I am in very good health. I've never been in better health in my life. And I thank the Lord for that. But I read books on healing all the time. Every night when I go to bed, I listen to preaching most of the time, all right, probably six out of seven days a week, I listen to preaching about healing all night long while I'm sleeping. You're like, well, you're asleep. It doesn't matter. Hey, my body may be asleep, but my spirit is wide awake and it is listening all night long. Amen. And so my point is this, you may be in here and you're like, man, I ain't sick. Talk about something I want to hear about. I want to hear about how God wants me blessed and wants to give me money. Well, that's cool. Hey, I like that stuff too. But listen, 
the time to lay the foundation for healing is not when you're sick and laying in the hospital or you just broke your leg. The time to lay the foundation is before the attack ever comes. It's not very wise of the military to, well, we'll send you out to battle and we'll give you instructions from there. We'll just throw you out there. Then we'll teach you how to use your weapons and stuff. But go ahead and take our word for it. Just get out there. You'll find out soon enough. That's not fair. And the time to teach you about healing is now, whether you're sick or not. And there's so much fear across our nation and world about all the things taking place. Jesus said that in the end, fear would grip people's hearts for what they see coming upon the earth. And we are seeing that. And so I just want to encourage you tonight, whether you're listening online or you're here in person, I am convinced beyond any shadow of a doubt that Jesus is the healer. He wants to, and he can, and he will if you'll believe it. If you've got guts enough to believe God at his word, he's got the power enough to make it happen. Can somebody say amen? Amen. All right. Well, praise the Lord. Um, We're getting ready to get into this Bible ways to receive healing. Now, my dad has talked for years about, for about the past 10 years, my dad keeps talking about, you need to know the Bible word on healing, because what are you going to do if they shut off access to your health care and your medicines and the things that you've relied on for years? What are you going to do if the only thing you can do for your healing and health is believe God for it? And I've always been like, man, that is, you know, that's kind of a little far out there. I don't see that happening. I, I mean, imagine where they take things away and take rights and things away. That ain't going to happen. And now I'm like, whoa, my dad may be a prophet or something because I see things happening. And, you know, most of my life, hey, I grew up, I didn't have health insurance, but I had blessed insurance. Somebody say amen. And so we had to trust God and believe God. And I, you know, other than having leukemia, I grew up very healthy. And I praise God for that. The Lord miraculously healed me of leukemia. And I believe in healing. All right. So what I'm going to do tonight is now instead of 40 minutes, I have 36. So I'm going to try to give you five ways, five Bible ways to receive healing. This is a crash course, Bible college crash course on Bible ways to receive healing. I'm going to talk fast. I know I did that last week because there's so much word on this topic. And I don't usually preach on healing because I'm like, hey, dad's got it covered. He's the expert on it. But I'm preaching on it for the next little bit. And so I'm going to talk fast, try to keep up, at least write the verses down because I don't care who you are. You need these verses. I will tell you that right now. You need the word of God. Who thinks they could use more word in their life? I could use more word. I want more word. Amen. All right. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, that you will anoint our time tonight. May your word have free course. God, speak through me. Speak through your word to get our attention. Build our faith. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. Lord, faith has come tonight and help us to get stronger and stronger in this area of healing. In the name of Jesus, somebody say amen. All right. Five Bible ways to receive healing. Here we go. Number one, take care of your temple. Number one, take care of your temple. Now, I'm going to get to some more spiritual, incredible things in a minute, but this has got to be said right now that you need to take care of your body. And, and well, I don't, that's, yeah, but that's not in the Bible. Oh, it's in the Bible, sister. It's in the Bible, brother. And we're getting ready to show it to you. But listen, 
your body is only one-third of who you are because your spirit, soul, and body, but it's definitely a part of you. Now, my main focus in life is on the spiritual aspect, okay? Uh, but no doubt about it, uh, you need to take care of your body. You know, it's crazy for you to abuse your body, eat wrong things, smoke wrong things, drink wrong things, never do anything at all to take care of your body, and you're doing things that you know are wrong to your body, and then you've got to keep praying to God for healing for it. God's the healer. Amen. I, we've all done dumb things, and God healed us. You know, Jesus can heal stupid. That's good news for somebody in here tonight. Jesus can heal stupid. Cast that out. Come on. But listen, Jesus can heal stupid, but at the same time, if I continue to do things that I know are harmful to my body, after a while it says, hey, do not test the Lord your God. Amen? And so when you keep doing things you know are harmful and destructive, after a while you need to get that together because I don't know if God's going to keep just dishing out the miracle to you when you are knowingly destroying the temple. 1 Corinthians 6, let's turn there. Lots of verses tonight, lots of verses. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 through 20. 1 Corinthians 6, uh, verses 19 through 20. Now check this out. Uh, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in the city of Corinth. And these guys, they were a wild bunch of people. Corinth was a wild, wicked city. It would remind me of a lot of modern-day uh, cities in the United States. And so these guys, they were wild and party animals and all sorts of crazy things. And so Paul had to really warn this church about this stuff. And um, anyway, I'm reading 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 20. Now, he is specifically referring to sexual sins in this chapter. And uh, upon study of the word of God, you can see that sexual sins are very high up on the no-no list. All right. And you're like, well, all sin is equal. I'm sorry to tell you, not all sin is equal. I'm not going to go into that tonight. But don't tell me the little kid that stole a dum-dum from Walmart is just as guilty as Saddam Hussein who committed mass genocide. That is stupid. All right. Listen to me. And so it tells us that when you sin uh, sexually, it is against your own body, and that's a whole other level. But I'm going to apply this also to us just generally taking care of our bodies in every possible way. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, Paul says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. I'm going to say that one more time. You do not belong to yourself. Thank you. For God bought you with a high price. There's a price on your head, sister and brother. Well, what is it? It's the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You're worth far more than a million dollars. You are worth far more than six billion dollars. You are priceless and precious and beautiful. So amazing that Jesus bought you with his own blood and saved you. And so at this point in my life, I've got to say that this is not this body is not fully mine. It is a gift from God and I do not belong to myself for God bought me with a high price. Look at this. So you must honor God with your body. You must honor God with your body. 
Now, I realize not everybody is going to be a fitness guru or a workout junkie. I get that completely, totally. I have no idea how people with kids and stuff have time to go do that. That's incredible. You're awesome and incredible, and I love you, and you still have time for the Bible, hopefully. That's great stuff. I haven't figured this out yet, but as a Christian, your body is no longer your own. You are temporarily using it. I, this thing is on loan for about the next 70 years, and then I'm like, take it back. I just want to go to heaven, right? This is on loan, and when I am borrowing something or temporarily using something that is not mine because this belongs to Jesus now, listen, I better take care of it, right? How would you like it if I borrowed your car and I spilled Capri Suns and I don't know whatever else is drunk in my house, apple juice, uh, grape soda, whatever. I spilled all over the seats, I dented it, I ran into fire hydrants, I ran it into the ground and ran it all the way on empty and then I tossed it back to you. Just let him walk off. Like, well, hey, that was mine. Why would you do that? That wasn't even yours. I was just letting you temporarily use it and you abused it. What is wrong with you? Listen, we answer to God for what we do with our bodies. And this isn't a popular topic. And so I'm not going to preach on this all the time because I don't like the looks I'm getting right now. But you better hear me that you better take care of the gift that God gave you. It is not your own. You must honor God with your body. Well, that's just one verse. I'll bet you don't have more. I'll bet I do. Look at this. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. And so, listen, this is just one small part of walking in God's divine healing and health. There's divine healing where you get healing when you get sick. And I believe in that. And then there's a whole other level of divine health where you live a healthy Christian godly lifestyle and you don't really get sick. Well, I don't believe anybody could do that. Bet me. It can happen. All right. First Corinthians 10 verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So. Is what we're doing with our bodies, is it, can you do that to the glory of God? Jesus, I take this triple bacon cheeseburger from Jack in the Box right now. I didn't want this, but this is for your glory. <laughs> now, Jesus, you know I didn't want to drink this, but I'm going to have to, and I do it for your glory in the name of Jesus. Can you do that? Hey, thank you. I, I, I'm guilty, all right? Hey, my car has seen the jack-in-the-box drive through at midnight before for that Oreo shake. But listen to me. Listen, I'm not saying Jesus was proud. I'm not saying I'm proud. I shouldn't have done that, but I did it. And so I thank God for repentance, but at the same time, we need to take care of the temple. All right, let's move forward. Number two, Bible ways to receive healing. Number one, you got to take care of your temple. Number two, through the gifts of the Spirit. Through the gifts of the Spirit. And so let's look at 1 Corinthians 12. Can we do that? 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to look at verses 8 through 11. Who in here knows what the gifts of the Spirit are? All right. Well, I'm going to ready to show you. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 8 through 11. We are a Spirit-filled Pentecostal church. We believe in uh, laying hands on the sick and them recovering. We believe in speaking in tongues. We believe in casting out devils. We believe in prophecy. We believe in all these things because we believe in the whole Bible. And it's in there. And it's in the New Testament. And so 
1 Corinthians 12, verses 8 through 11 in the New King James. So listen, there are nine gifts of the Spirit. I'm getting ready to read all nine of them, and then I'll focus on the two ones that I'm talking about. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues or diverse tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And so, listen, there are nine gifts of the Spirit, and God wants you to walk in at least one of these. Some people, God may use you in more than one, but God wants you to walk in one of the gifts of the Spirit. And he tells us why later on is so you can edify and help out the rest of the body of Christ. But here's the thing. You don't get to choose which one because, I, you know, hey, everybody would like to do the working of miracles. And, I mean, I'd, I'd do all nine if I could. That would be awesome. But I don't get to choose which gift of the Spirit that God wants to use me in. And I don't get to choose when he wants to use me in it. Okay, and it's not an on and off switch about, well, hey, I just want to really go uh, work some miracles today. So I'm just going to flip that switch on. It tells us very plainly right here that is individually as he wills. Does God want everybody to be healed? I believe that he does. I believe that God wants every person healed. I believe that. There's too much scriptural evidence to say otherwise. If, if God didn't want everybody healed, there would be a, at least one person out of the four gospels that came to Jesus, and he would have said at least to one person, it's not my will. But time and time again, people said, if it's your will, you could heal me. 100% of the time, he said, it's my will, and he healed them. I believe that Jesus does want everybody to be healed, even though not everybody gets healed. I get that, but I'm not blaming Jesus. I don't know who to blame, but I'm not blaming Jesus. He's too good to blame, amen? And so right here, though, it says that these gifts work as the Spirit wills and as God chooses to use you in these things. and But no doubt about it, it says right here in verses 9 and 10 that there are gifts of healings. There is a gift of the Spirit. Some people, God gives them to be able to be used to heal other people. I don't know. It's in there. And it talks about the working of miracles. I've seen this stuff my entire life. And I am grateful that I grew up in a church and I go to a church that still preaches this stuff. Because when bad news came knocking last year, I didn't run and hide. I was ready for it. Amen. You, but you're fortunate. I'll just tell you right now. You're fortunate that you go to a church that believes that Jesus still heals people. I just saw on the internet a little bit ago a church in Atlanta that is mandating. This guy says, you, you cannot come into our church building anymore unless you show a vaccination card you can't go to your own church they will turn you out and even if you do have a vaccination card and you you have to wear a mask while you come in and stay six feet away from everybody now hey yeah you do your rules that's fine but i'm like i am so glad i don't go to that church i'm, I'm not being mean but i'm serious if you and i guess i now i've dug a hole i've got to get into this i don't i'm going to take 10 seconds for this and i don't want to do this but If you want to get the vaccine, go get it. If you don't want to get it, don't go get it. You're a Christian, and this is America. Do what you want to do. Amen? And I don't care what you do. 
I don't care what you do. It's between you and God. Do what your heart tells you. Now, on another note, and I guess because I'm going here, but I'm going to quickly go back to my sermon. There's a lot of people being forced that don't want to get it, and that's, again, that's your choice. I don't care. I don't care. Do what you want to do. It's America. You're a Christian. Do what you want to do. But uh, there are religious exemptions, and I have information regarding that from our lawyers. If you want that, you can contact me, and I can try to get you that information. And uh, there are religious exemptions, but you do have to actually prove uh, that you believe that, and you're not just saying it because you're afraid of needles or something. Amen? So anyway, but if you want that, uh, contact me, and I'll forward you the links to the lawyer's website. Amen? But do what you want to do. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'm going to do what Jesus is telling me to do. Amen? And so there are these gifts of the Spirit, and I'm not afraid of sickness coming against my house. It knocks on the door and tries to come in just like it does to everybody. But listen, we respond with the Word of God. Amen? So about three, four months ago, I'll quickly tell this story. Um, My son Sam was playing on the kitchen counter. I hear a loud smack. Turn around. Dude's laying on the floor. And I'm like, whoa, that ain't good. So he gets up, and he's like, Daddy passes out. So I'm like, I'm no doctor, but I'm pretty sure that shouldn't happen to the four-year-old. So we take him to the ER and, and, uh, and here's, I honestly, and you may not believe me, I knew it was serious, but I just wasn't, we just started speaking the word instantly in the name of Jesus. Amen. That Jesus came to take our sickness. I mean, just all these verses just started spitting out. And so she takes them and she calls me, hey, they want to take him to Loma Linda. He has a skull fracture right here. And they say that he busted his eardrum. And I'm like, praise the Lord. We're going to see a miracle tonight. Amen. Because, hey, he he protects me and mine. <laughs> Amen. We're, we've got a covenant with God. And so they get him in the, I, I get, they let me go in there real quick and pray for him before uh, they took him in the ambulance. So they got him in a neck brace and all this. They put little Sam in the ambulance. They speed him down to Loma Linda, and I'm just praying in the spirit, thanking Jesus for the healing. And I'm like, well, this could be an all-nighter. I don't know. And so Katie calls me about two hours later, and she's like, hey, can you come pick us up? I'm like, why? Well, they got down here. They took the x-rays and did everything, and they're like, why did Barstow send you down here? There's nothing wrong with this kid. There's no fracture. There's no crack. There's nothing wrong with his eardrums. Get him out of here. And so I'm like, amen. So we got in the Prius, and Boom. <laughs> Zero to 60 in 60 minutes. I was going about 60 miles an hour by the time I got to Loma Linda. Amen. It was good stuff. But praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God's the healer. And you got to know where to look in the heat of the battle. I guarantee you, I'm not bragging on me. I'm just giving a point that I was not searching and scrambling for verses. They were already spitting out of my mouth before I even knew what was going on. But we lay hands on the sick and they recover. 